0: Everyplate.com make affordable, crowd-pleasing meals at home. Choose from 14 delicious and affordable recipes that change every week. Everything you need is shipped to your door. Home-cooked delicious, ready in 30 minutes. Save time and skip tedious trips to the grocery store. Save money and enjoy tasty dinners that won't break the bank. At only $4.99 per serving, easy-cook recipes that only six simple steps and will turn you into a chef. And you can skip or cancel anytime. Examples of meals are sweet chili chicken. Super Smash Burgers, Balsamic Glazed Pork Chops, Tuscan Pork Meatballs, Crispy Blue Cheese Chicken, Chicken Sausage Meatball Soup, Saucy Chicken and Pepper Stir Fry, Garlicky White Sauce, Flatbreads, Caramelized Onion Meatloaves, Loaded baked Potato Chowder, Creamy Chicken Sausage Penne, Black Bean and Pepper Jack Tostadas, Chili Garlic Shrimp, Crispy Chickpea Couscous Bowls. You get six chicken breasts, ground beef, and four chicken breasts. Just look recipe after signing up. Recommended by 9,000 families. Break the cycle of boring. HelloFresh.com Take the stress out of Mealtime, America's most popular meal kit. Why HelloFresh? No skimping on the chicken or steak or fish or plant, t- plant protein. No commitment whatsoever. Skipping weeks or canceling is super easy. The most five-star reviews. HelloFresh has huge recipe selection. whiles well, week after week. Fresh and affordable. Chef created deliciousness from $7.99 a meal. What's inside each box? Easy to follow recipes with clear nutritional info. Pre-proportioned ingredients straight from the farm. Convenient meal kits that fit perfectly in the fridge. A fun cooking experience that makes you feel unstoppable, over oh, 25 fresh recipes every week, easy meals designed by professional chef and nutritionist, 20-minute meal, craft burger, taste tours, one-pot wonder, veggie, gourmet, of approved flexible plans, skip weeks, swap recipes, and cancel anytime. Only order what and when you want, no commitments. Good morning. Here is part two of U.S. President number 40, Ronald W. Reagan. Governor of California in 1967 and 1975. California Republicans were impressed with Reagan's political views and charisma after his time for choosing speech. And in late 1965, he announced his campaign for governor in the 1966 election. He defeated former San Francisco Mayor George Christopher. In the Republican primary, in Reagan's campaign, he emphasized two main themes to send the welfare bonds back to work, and in reference to emerging anti-war and anti-establishment student protests at the University of California, Berkeley, to clean up the mess at Berkeley. In 1966, Reagan accomplished what both U.S. Senator William Nolan in 1958 and former Vice President Richard Nixon in 1962 failed to do. He was elected, defeating Pat Brown, the Democratic two-term governor. Reagan was sworn in on January 2, 1967, in his first term. He froze government hiring and approved tax hikes to balance the budget. In 1966, Reagan was elected governor of California with 57.5% of the vote. Reagan, 50 to 59%, 60 to 69%, 70 to 79%, Brown, 50 to 59%. Shortly after assuming office, Reagan tested the presidential waters as part of a Stop Nixon's Movement, hoping to cut into Nixon's southern support and become a compromise candidate if neither Nixon nor second-place candidate Nelson Rockefeller received enough delegates to win on the first ballot at the Republican convention. However, by the time of the convention, Nixon had 692 delegate votes, 25 more than he needed to secure the nomination, followed by Rockefeller with Reagan in third place. Reagan was involved in several high-profile conflicts with the protest movements of the era, including his public criticism of university administrators for Tolerating student camp- demonstrations at the Berkeley cam- campus on May 15, 1969, during the People's Pro- Park protest, as the university campus, the original purpose of which was to discuss the Arab-Israeli conflict, Reagan sent the California Highway Patrol and other officers to quell the protests. This led to an incident that became known as Bloody Thursday, resulting in the death of student James Rector and the blinding of Carpenter Alan Blanchard. In addition, 111 police officers were injured in the conflict, including one who was knifed to the chest. Reagan then called out 2,200 State National Guard troops to occupy the city of Berkeley for two weeks to crack down on the protesters. The Guard remained in Berkeley for 17 days, camping in People's Park. A demonstration subsided as the university moved, corner off fencing, and placed all the development plans for People's Park on hold. One year after the incident, Reagan responds to questions about the campus protest, protest movement, saying, If it takes a bloodbath, let's get it over with. No more appeasement. When the Symbianese elimination of at Patty hers in Berkeley and demand the distribution of food to the poor, Reagan joked to the, a group of political aides about a botched outbreak contaminating the food. Early in 1967, the national debate on abortion was starting to gain traction in the early stages of the debate. Democratic California State Senator Anthony Balinson introduced the Therapeutic Abortion Act in an effort to reduce the number of backroom abortions per- performed in California. The state legislature sent the bill to Reagan's desk, where after <coughs> many days in addition, he reluctantly signed it on June 14, 1967, about 2 million abortions, would be performed as a result, mostly because of the provision in the bill allowing for abortions for the well-being of the mother. Reagan had been in office for only four months when he signed the bill, and later stated that if he had been more experienced as governor, he would that had he been more experienced as governor, he would not have signed it. After he recognized what he called the consequences of the bill, he announced that he was anti-abortion. He maintained that position later in his political career, writing extensively about abortion. In 1967, Reagan signed the Mulford Act, which repealed a law allowing the public carrying uh, lo- loaded firearms, becoming a California Penal Code 12031 and 171C. The bill, which was named as Republican Assemblyman Don Mulford, garnered national attention as the Black Panthers marched bearing arms upon the California State Capitol to protest it. Despite an unsuccessful attempt to force the a recall election on Reagan in 1968, he was elect, re-elected governor in 1970, defeating Jesse M. Unruh. He chose not to seek a third term in the following election cycle. One of Reagan's greatest frustrations, novels was the controversial capital punishment, which he strongly supported. His efforts to enforce the state's laws in this area were thwarted when the Supreme Court of California issued a, its "People versus Ed- <coughs> when the Supreme Court of California issued its People v. Anderson decision, which invalidated all deaths issued in California Report 1972. Though the decision was later overturned by a constitutional amendment, the only execution during Reagan's governorship was on April 12, 1967, when Aaron Mitchell's cause sentence was carried out by the state in San Quentin's gas chamber. In 1969, Reagan signed the, the Family Law Act, which was an a of two bills that had been written and revised by the California state Legislature over more than two years. It became the first no-fault divorce legislation in the United States. Years later, he told his son, Michael, that signing that law was his greatest regret in public life. Riggs' term as governor helped to shape the policies he would pursue in his later political career as president. By campaigning on a platform of sending the welfare bonds back to work, he spoke out against the idea of, of the welfare state. He also strongly advocated the pub- Republican ideal of less government regulation of the economy, including that of undue federal taxation. 1976 Presidential Campaign Reagan's 97 campaign relief on on a strategy crafted by campaign manager John Sears of winning a few primary early to damage the inability of Ford's likely nomination. Reagan won North Carolina, Texas, and California, but the strategy failed as he ended up losing New Hampshire, Florida, and his native new Illinois. The Texas campaign lent renewed hope to Reagan warriors with all 96 delegates chosen in the May 1st primary with four more awaiting court at the state convention. Much of the credit for that victory came from the work of three co-chairmen including Ernesto, Ernest, Angelo, the mayor of Midland, and Ray Barnhart of Houston, whom Reagan, was pre- as, whom Reagan as president would appoint in 1901 as director. whom Reagan, as president, would appoint in 1981 as director of the Federal Highway Administration. However, as the GOB convention neared, Ford appeared close to victory, acknowledging his party's moderate moderate ring. Reagan chose to moderate Senator Richard Schwaker of Pennsylvania as his running mate if dominated. Nonetheless, Ford prevailed with 1,187 delegates to Reagan's 1,070. Reagan's concession speech emphasized the dangers of nuclear war and the threat posed by the Soviet Union, though he lost the nomination. He received 307 write-in votes in New Hampshire, 388 votes as an independent and Wyoming's ballot, and a single electoral vote from the face of selector in the November election from the state of Washington. After the campaign, Reagan remained with the public debate with the Reagan, Ronald Reagan Radio Commentary Series and his political action committee, Citizens for the Republic, which was later revived in Alexandria, Virginia, in 2009 by the Reagan biographer Craig Shirley. 1980 Presidential Campaign 1980 Electoral Votes Results The 1988 presidential election featured Reagan against incumbent President Jimmy Carter and was conducted amid a multitude of domestic concerns as well as the ongoing Iran hostage crisis, Reagan's campaign stressed some of his fundamental principles lower taxes to stimulate the economy, less government interference in people's lives, states' rights, and a strong national defense. Reagan launched his campaign with an indictment of a federal government which he believed he had overspent, overstimulated, and overregulated. After receiving the Republican nomination, Reagan selected one of his opponents in the primaries, George H.W. Bush, to be his running mate. His relaxed and confident appearance during the televised Ronald Reagan-Carter debate on October 28th boosted his popularity and helped to widen his lead in the polls. On number four, Reagan won a decisive victory over Carter, carrying 44 states, and received 489 electoral votes to Carter's 49 in six states, plus D.C. He also won the popular vote, receiving 50.7% to Carter's 41.0%, with an with Independent John B. Anderson guarding 6.6%. Republicans also won a majority of seats in the Senate for the first time since 1952, though Democrats retained a majority in the House of Representatives. Presidency, 1881-1989 During his presidency, Reagan pursued policies that reflected his personal belief in belief in the of freedom, brought changes domestically both to the U.S. economy, and has been a military contributed to the end of the Cold War. Term the Reagan Revolution as President would regain would reinvigorate American morale, reinvigorate the US economy, and reduce reliance upon government as President Reagan kept a diary in which he commenced on daily occurrences of his presidency and his views on the issues of the day. The diaries were published in May two thousand seven in the best selling book The Reagan Diaries. First term Inauguration Parade as Reagan read oh, in the, his inaugural address, 52 U.S. soldiers held by Iran for 44 days were set free. Ronald Reagan was 69 years old when he was sworn into office for his first term on January 20, 1981. In his inaugural address, he addressed the country's economic malaise, arguing, "In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problems; government is the problem." Fern schools and a moment of silence. During his term in office, Reagan campaigned vigorously to restore organized prayer to the schools, first as a moment of prayer and later as a moment of silence. In 1981, Reagan became the first president to propose a constitutional amendment on school prayer. Reagan's election reflected an opposition to the 1960 Supreme Court case, Engel v. Vitelli, prohibiting state officials from composing an official state prayer and requiring that it be recited in the public schools. Reagan's 1981 proposed amendment stated nothing in this constitution shall be construed to prohibit individual or group prayer in public schools or other public institutions. No person shall be required by the United States or by any state to participate in prayer. In 1984, Reagan again raised the issue as and Congress, Why can't the freedom to acknowledge God be enjoyed again by children in every school across this land? In 1985, Reagan expressed his disappointment that the Supreme Court ruling still banned a moment silence for public schools and said that efforts to Reinstitute prayer and public schools were in an uphill battle. In 1987, Reagan renewed his call for Congress to support voluntary prayer in schools and end the explosion of God from America's classrooms. Assassination attempt. On March 30, 1981, Reagan, his press secretary, James Brady, Washington police officer Thomas Delahunty, and Secret service agent Tim McCarthy were struck by gunfire from would-be assassin John Hinckley Jr. outside the Washington Hilton Hotel. Although close to death upon arrival at George Washington University Hospital, Reagan was stabilized in the emergency room, then underwent emergency exploratory surgery he recovered and released from the hospital on April 11th, becoming the first U.S. president to survive being shot in an assassination attempt. The attempt had a significant influence on Reagan's popularity, both indicated approval rate to be around 73%. Reagan believed that God had spared his life so that he might go on to fulfill a higher purpose. Air, strike controllers, air traffic controllers strike. In August 1981, PASICO, the Union of Federal Air Traffic Controllers, went on to strike, violating federal law prohibiting government unions from striking, declaring the situation in an emergency as described in the 1940s-Hartley Act. Reagan stated that if air traffic controllers do not report for work within 48 hours, they have four of their jobs and will be terminated. They did not return in August 5th. And on August fifth, Reagan fired eleven thousand three hundred and forty five striking air traffic controllers who had ignored his order and used supervisors and military controllers to handle the nation's commercial air traffic until new controllers could be hired and trained. A leading reference work on public administration control concluded the firing of PATCO employees Donald and demonstrated a clear resolve by the president to control of the bureaucracy, but it also sent a clear message to the private sector that unions no longer needed to be feared. Economics and the economy. During Jimmy Carter's last year in office, 1980, the inflation averaged 12.5%, compared with 4.4% during Reagan's last year in office, 1988. During Reagan's administration, the, un-employ- the unemployment rate declined from 7.5% to 5.4%, with the rate reaching highs of in 1982 and 10.4% in 1988, averaging 7.5% over the eight years, and real GDP growth averaged 3.4% with a high of 8.6% in 1983, while nominal GDP growth averaged 7.4% and peaked at 12.2% in 1982. Reagan implemented policies based on supply-side com- economics, advocating a laissez-faire philosophy and free market fiscal policies, seeking to stimulate the economy with large abor- across-the-board tax cuts. He also supported returning the United States to some sort of gold standard and essentially urged Congress to establish a U.S. gold commission to study how one could be implemented. of the economic theories of Arthur Laffer, Reagan promoted the proposed tax cuts of potential stimulating the economy not to span the tax base, offsetting the revenue loss due to reduce ta- rates of taxation, and, theory that ended political discussions uh, as a Laffer curve. Reconomics was a subject of debate with supporters pointing to improvements in certain key economic indicators as evidence of <coughs> evidence of success that critics pointed to large increases in federal budget deficits, and the national debt. His policy of peace through strength resulted in a record peacetime time defense buildup, including a 40 percent real increase in defense spending between 1981 and 1985. During Reagan's presidency, federal income tax rates <coughs> were lowered significantly with the signing of the Economic Recovery Tax Act of 1981, which lowered the top marginal tax rate from 70 percent to 50 percent over three years as part of a 5-10-10 plan, and the lowest. Ta- bracket from 14% to 11%. Other tax increases passed by Congress and signed by Reagan ensured, however, that tax revenues over its two terms were 18.2% of GDP as compared to 18.1% over the 40 years of 1970 to 2010. The 1981 Tax Act also required that exemptions and brackets be indexed from vices starting in 1985. Conversely, Congress passed and, re- and Reagan signed into law tax increases of some nature every year, and every year from 1981 to 1987, to continue funding such government programs as Tax Equity and Fiscal Responsibility Act of 1982 (TEFRA), Social Security, and the Def- Deficit Reduction Act of 1984. DEFRA, TEFRA was the largest peacetime tax increase in American history, Growth domestic product GDP growth recovered strongly after the early 1980s recession ended in 1982 and grew during his eight years in office at an annual rate of 7.9% per year with a high of 12.2% growth in 1981. Unemployment peaked at 10.8% monthly rate in December 1982, higher than any time since the Great Depression, then dropped during the rest of Reagan's presidency. 16 million new jobs were created, while inflation significantly decreased. The Tax Reform Act, the tax Reform Act of 1987, another bipartisan effort and championed by Reagan, simplified the tax code by reducing the number of tax brackets of four and slashing several tax breaks. The top rate was dropped to 28%, but capital gains taxes were increased on those with the highest incomes from 20% to 28%. The increase of the lowest tax bracket from 11% to 15% was more than offset by the expansion of personal exemption, standard deduction, and earned income tax credit. The net result was the removal of 6 million poor Americans from the income tax roll and a reduction of income tax liability at all income levels. The net effect of all reagan air tax bills was a 1% decrease in government revenues when compared to Treasury Department revenue estimates from the administration's first post-enactment January budgets. However, federal income tax receipts increased from 1980 to 1989, rising from $308.7 billion to $549 billion, or an average annual rate of 8.2%, 2.5% attributed to higher Social Security receipts, and federal outlays grew at an annual rate of 7.1%. Reagan's policy proposed that economic growth would occur when marginal tax rates were low enough to spur investment, which would then lead to higher employment and wages. Critics labeled this trickle-down economics the belief that tax policies that benefit the wealthy will create a trickle-down effect reaching the poor. Questions arose whether Reagan's policies benefited the wealthy more than those living in poverty, and many more in minority citizens viewed Reagan's indifferent, Reagan as indifferent to their struggles. These views were exacerbated by the fact that Reagan's economic regimen included freezing the minimum wage at $3.3, $3, $3, $3.35 an hour slashing federal assistance to local governments by 60% cutting the budget for public housing and Section 8 rent subsidies on half and eliminating anti-poverty community development block grant program. The widening gap between the rich and poor had already begun during the 1970s before Reagan's economic policies took effect along with Reagan's 1981 cut in the top, top rate of tax rate on earned income. He reduced the maximum capital gains rate at 20, to 20%. Reagan later set tax rates on capital gains at the same level as the rates on ordinary income-like salaries and wages, with both topping out at 28%. Reagan, viewed, Reagan is viewed as an anti-tax hero, despite raising taxes 11 times throughout his presidency, all in the name of fiscal responsibility, according to Paul Krug, Krugman. Overall, the 1982 tax increase undid about a third of the 1981 cut. and a share of the GDP, their increase was essentially lodges than Mr. Clinton's 1993 tax increase. According to historian and domestic policy writer Bruce Bartlett, Reagan's tax increases throughout his presidency took back half of the 1981 tax cut. Reagan was opposed to government intervention he cut the budgets and non-military programs including Medicaid, food stamps, federal education programs, and the EPA. He protected entitlement programs such as Social Security and Medicare, but his administration attempted to purge many people with disabilities for Social Security disability roles. The administration's stance towards the savings and loan industry contributed to the savings and loan crisis. A minority of the critics of Reagan also suggested that the policies partially influenced the stock market crash of 1987, but there is no consensus regarding a single source for the crash to cover newly spawned federal budget deficits, and the United States borrowed heavily both domestic and abroad, raising the national debt from $997 billion to $2.85 trillion. Reagan described the new debt as the greatest disappointment of his presidency. He reappointed Paul Volcker as chairman of the Federal Reserve, and in 1987 he appointed Monon's terrorist, Alan Greenspan, to deceive him. Reagan ended the price controls on domestic domestic oil that had contributed to the energy crises of 1973 and 1974, and the summer of 1979. The price of oil also dropped, and there were no fuel shortages like those in 1973. Reagan also fulfilled the 1980 campaign promise to repeal the Windfall promise tax in 1988, which had previously increased dependence on foreign oil. Some economists, such as Nobel prize writers Milton Friedman and Robert Mundell, argued that Reagan's tax was invigorated America's economy and contributed to the economic boom of the 1990s. Other economists, such as Nobel prize Winner Robert Sol- Solo argued that Reagan's thefts were a major reason his successor George H.W. Bush reneged on his campaign promise and resorted to paying taxes. During Reagan's presidency, a program was initiated within the United States Intelligence Committee to ensure America's economic strength. The program project Socrates developed and demonstrated the means required for the United States to generate. And lead the next evolutionary leap into technology acquisition and utilization for a competitive advantage automated innovation to assure that the United States acquired the maximum benefit from automated innovation. Reagan, during his second term, had an ex- executive order drafted to create a new federal agency to implement the Project Socrates results on a nationwide basis. However, Reagan's term came to an end before the executive order could be coordinated inside, and the incoming Bush administration, loving Project Socrates as industrial policy, had it terminated. Civil Rights. The Reagan administration was often criticized for inadequately enforcing, if not act- actively undermining civil rights legislation. In 1982, he signed a bill extending the Voting Rights Act for 45 years after a grassroots lobbying and legislative campaign forced him to abandon his plan to ease law, that law's restrictions. He also signed legislation subject to Martin Luther King holiday, though he did so with reservations. In March 1980, he vetoed the Civil Rights Restoration Act of 1987, but was his veto was overridden by Congress. Reagan had argued that the election infringed on the state rights and the rights of churches and business owners. Escalation of the Cold War after, the, as the first U.S. president invited to speak for the British Parliament, June 8, 1982, Reagan predicted Marxism-Leninism would end up with the on the ash heap of history. Reagan escalated the Cold War acceler- uh, accelerated universal for the policy that. Of Detente that began during the Carter administration following the Afghan Soviet Revolution and subsequent Soviet invasion. He ordered a massive build of the United States Armed Forces and bled new policies that were directed towards the Soviet Union. He revised the B-1 Lancer program that had been cancelled by the Carter administration, and he produced the MX missile in response to Soviet deployment of the SS-20. Reagan oversaw NATO's deployment of the Pershing missile in West Germany. In 1982, Reagan tried to cut off Moscow's assets to hard currency by impeding its proposed gas line to Western Europe, it hurt the Soviet economy, but it also caused ill will among American allies in Europe who counted on that revenue. Reagan retreated on this issue. In 1984, journalist Nicholas Len- Leman interviewed the Secretary of Defense Caspar Weinberger and summarized the strategy of the Reagan administration to roll back the Soviet Union. Their society economically, their society is economically weak, and it lacks the wealth. Education and technology into the information age. They have thrown everything into military production, and their society is starting to show terrible stress as a result. They can't sustain military production the way we can. Eventually, it will break them, and then there will be ju- just one superpower in a safe world if only we can keep spending. Lemon. Notice that when he wrote that in 1980, he thought the Reaganites were living in a fantasy world, but by 2016, Lemon stated that the passage represents a fairly uncontroversial description of what Reagan actually did. Reagan and the United Kingdom's Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher both denounced the Soviet Union In ideological terms, in the famous address on June 8, 1982, to the Parliament of the United Kingdom in the Royal Gallery of the Palace of Westminster, Reagan said the March of Freedom and Democracy will leave Marxism eliminated on the ash heap of history. On March 3, 1983, he predicted that communism would collapse, stating communists is another sad, bizarre chapter in human history whose last pages even now are being written. In a speech to the National Association of Evangelicals on March 8, 1983, Reagan called the Soviet Union an evil empire. After Soviet fighters dread down Korean Airlines Flight 007 near Monron Island on September first, 1, 1983, carrying 269 people, including Georgia Congressman Larry McDonald, Reagan, lay- labeled the act a massacre, and declared that the Soviets had turned against the world and the moral precepts which guide human relations among people everywhere. The Reagan administration responded to the incident by suspending all Soviet passenger air service to the United States and dropped several agreements being no- negotiated with the Soviets, wounding them financially as a result of the shootdown, and the cause of K-8 Cal-007 going astray thought to be inadequately related to its navigational system. Reagan announced on September 16, 1983, that the global positioning system, would be made available for civilian use free of charge once completed, in order to avert similar navigational errors in the future. Under policies that came to be known as the Reagan Doctrine, Reagan and his administration all provided, co- provided overt and covert aid to anti-communist resistance movements in an effort to roll back Soviet-backed communist governments in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. However, in a in a breakdown of the from the Carter administration's policy of Taiwan under the Taiwan Relations Act, Reagan also agreed with the <coughs> communist government in China to reduce the sale of arms ta- to Taiwan. Reagan deployed the CIA Special Activities Division to Af- Afghanistan, and pa- Afghanistan and Pakistan. They were instrumental in training, equipping and leading Muha, Muha, Mujahideen Muha forces against the Soviet Army. President Reagan's covert action program has been given credit for assisting in ending the Soviet occupation of, of Afghanistan through some of the United States-funded armaments introduced then, which later propose a threat to the U.S. troops in the 2000 war in Afghanistan. The CIA also began sharing information with the Iranian government, which it Was secretly courting in one instance in 1982. This practice enabled the government to identify and purge communists from its ministries and to virtually eliminate the pro Soviet infrastructure in Iran. In March 1983, Reagan introduced a strategic defense initiative, a defense project that would have used ground and space based systems to protect the United States from attack by strategic nuclear ballistic missiles. Reagan believed that, that this Defense shield would, could make nuclear war impossible. There was much belief, disbelief surrounding the program's scientific feasibility, leading opponents to dub SCI Star Wars, and argued that its technological objective was unattainable. The Soviets became concerned about the possible effects SCI would have. Leader Yuri Andropov said it would put the entire world in jeopardy. For those reasons, David Gergen, a former A.T. President Reagan, believes that Russia hastens the end of the Cold War was supported by leading American conservatives who argued that Reagan's foreign policy strategy was essential to protecting U.S. security interests, critics labeled the administration's foreign policy initiatives as aggressive and imperialistic and chided them as warmongering. The administration was also heavily criticized for backing anti communist leaders accused of severe human rights violations such as Hissine Habré of Chad and head friend Harris Mont of Guatemala. During the sixteen months, nineteen eighty two to nineteen, Mont was president of Guatemala and Guatemala military. Was accused of genocide from massacres of members of the XL people and other gen- indigenous people groups. Reagan has said that Mont was getting a bum rap and described him as a man of great personal integrity. Previous human rights violations had prompted the United States to cut off aid to the Guatemalan government, but the Reagan administration appealed to Congress to restart military aid. And uh, although unsuccessful with that, the administrative was successful in providing non military assistance, such as you said. USAID. Lebanese Civil War. With the approval of Congress, Reagan sent forces to Lebanon in nineteen eighty to reduce the threat of the Lebanese Civil War. The American peacekeeping forces in the Beirut was part of a multinational force during the Lebanese Civil War were attacked on October twenty-third, nineteen eighty three. The Beirut Tax bombing killed two hundred and forty-one Americans and wounded more than sixty others by a suicide truck bomber. Reagan sent in the USS New Jersey battleship to show certain positions in Lebanon. He then withdrew the Withdrew all marines from Le- all marines from Lebanon. Thank you for listening to this. Stay safe. Have a good week, and thank you for listening. Stay tuned to part three of U.S. President number forty, President W. Reagan. Thank you for listening.